0: Welcome back. This is the week you missed. This is a big week. I'm pretty sure we have to talk about something. What happened last week? What do you think? Trump got indicted. It is uh, it is April 3rd, 2023. Supposedly he is going to get uh, brought in tomorrow, April 4th. I have a lot of thoughts. I'm like, uh, I don't even know where to begin. I think one of the funniest things is that the secret service has to go to the police station to make sure that it's secure to arrest the president. That's just mind blowing to me. Just uh, so ironic. It doesn't really make sense. I'm like still a little confused of what this is even all about. <clears throat> it seems like a big nothing. I don't know. Like what's the worst thing that could happen out of this? What's the best thing that can happen out of this depends which side you're on, but seems like he's already raising money. So, um a lot more money because of this I can't imagine he's really gonna get locked up um or in actually trouble so like I'm curious what do you think is the reasoning behind this do you think it's gonna hurt him in the long run or do you think it actually might uh bite the uh DA in the in the butt and end up hurting uh the the left side
1: um I mean there's there's a lot to consider here I mean I think the the charges for this are, it's a really, and even like lefty publications, like people in the New York Times and Washington Post and other like sort of liberal legal people have been like, they keep calling it a novel theory of the law, basically been like, this is a really interesting way to interpret the law, which that's code word for being like, no one's really done this before. Like, and so it's, you know, they're they're sort of trying something new, which um, basically from my understanding, it's that he paid off stormy daniels and then like reimbursed himself and uh, and they're saying that that was like a campaign finance violation and then they're also saying that he might have written off the expense on his taxes which could be like business fraud or business records fraud or something um so you know what look if he's actually guilty of these things and he actually broke the law even if it is a novel interpretation of the law fine like prosecute him but the thing is, and I keep seeing this everywhere, like people on the right are being like, well, this is a violation of norms and this is going to open a Pandora's box. And people on the left are like, well, if you broke the law, you broke the law. And it's like, yeah, well, this is true. But at the same time, like, look, if you don't think that 10 years from now or even after Biden leaves office, if some like state if, if there's some, you know, district attorney in Dallas, Texas, that can show that. You know, Hunter Biden did some shady shit there, and Joe Biden was in on it or was exposed to it. If you don't think that they're going to start, you know, that he'll get named in that indictment or he'll get sort of looped into that, they absolutely will. Like this is just going to mm-hmm. start a terrible tit for tat that is just going to end up creating political chaos. Um, and I well, or it could. Wait. I'm not going to say it will. It well, could. Speaking and I of think
0: chaos. I- do you think tomorrow is going to be chaotic? Like, or, or you think it's going to be a big? Uh, excitement. You no, know, I think
1: uh, before I get to that, just one thing. So I brought, uh, I saw Matt Taibbi brought up a very good thing, very good point. He said, if we start, if we normalize the idea that you can prosecute the you know, presidents of the opposite party once they leave power, all that does is incentivize potentially people not wanting to leave office. And that to some degree, this is a way that dictatorships and autocracies start where it's like i did some illegal shit the opposition is making a bunch of noise about prosecuting me well i'm still the president so what i'm going to do is have the secret police arrest them all throw them in jail and i'm going to change the constitution or just be like no i don't need to leave office no 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 yeah. no, we're good so I don't know, like I think, I think, well and like america has you know much better constitutional protections protections but i'm not so i'm not like worried about that happening in the short term but i do think he's a point that like This is a step in a weird direction Um, in terms of whether or not it's going to be chaotic. um, Look, and even people who hate him need to admit that Trump is a master marketer. Um, He's someone who understands how to manipulate people, the media. You know, he knows how to take anything and and spin it in a way. Um, So I think Trump is going to I think he's basically going to take a tact of like, I'm peacefully coming in and doing this because you know the legal system and while i disagree with this prosecution i'm going to go by the book because that's what we do in america i think he'll probably if he gets i mean i think he wants to be photographed handcuffed i think he's going to want to people to see this happening like i think if they're like look man just walk in the office and we won't cuff you we won't do anything i could see him being like no i want you to cuff me i want you to cuff me across the street i want you to walk me past media I want everyone to see. I'm going to hold up my I'm going to hold up my cups and maybe flash the peace signs or say, you know, I I will be cleared of these these politically driven charges while while he's handcuffed. Um, Well, you know, he's
0: supposed to he's supposed to speak tomorrow at Mar-a-Lago afterwards. Um, Do you think like he's going to be completely tame there or do you think he'll try and like invoke people to get upset?
1: Um, I don't know. It's, it's really tough to say because I think I think honestly, like, I, I think he could almost whip people up more if he took a less like aggressive attitude, like if he basically like if his supporters almost feel like sympathy in a way for him of like, they're attacking our guy it might allow that it might get them even more whipped up and also give him the plausible deniability of like look i never told people to get angry i didn't tell them to get upset i look at my 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 speech was just talking about how we've got the greatest justice system on earth but sometimes it's used inappropriately and i will prevail in these charges and da 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 da, da. um mm-hmm. so i don't know i mean I think it could go that way. If I had to, if I gunned to my head, if I had to guess, I would say he's probably going to be a crazy, maniacal asshole, like he typically is. Like he's going to get up there and be a fire breather. Um, but yeah, I think so. One, one sort of fun question: Do you think in his mugshot, do you think he smiles or scowls?
0: Uh, so speaking of mugshot, I'm going to go on a tangent right there. I heard someone say that this picture of the mugshot is going to be the most merchandised thing for the next year. Dude, it will be, be the it'll be
1: the most memed thing. Yeah, but
0: they're saying uh, posters in dorm rooms are going to be Trump-indicted, like, uh, yeah, memes, there's going to be mugs, everything, T-shirts, all that. Um, I don't know. I'm curious. I can't wait. I'm not going to lie. I don't care about this whole thing. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't know why we're making (laughs) a big deal, but I am excited to see him, uh, his mugshot. Like, that's going to be classic.
1: Back to my question. He smiles or scowls or, like, straight face? I think he smiles. I, I think he's going to have a big shit-eating grin on his face.
0: Does he ever smile? I feel like he doesn't really smile too much. It's like, I feel like he does. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine that.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think he's going to be, like, just smiling his ass off. <laughs> yeah. but I, uh, yeah, I can't I imagine
0: what, what he's thinking. I, um, I'm curious, too. Like, this is a, something interesting to think. I don't think he's going to get actually, like, in trouble or go to jail. But let's say he went to jail. How does that look? Does the Secret Service have a, a jail cell next to him that they have to be in jail for, too? I
1: mean, there's
0: also it, like he's he's a he's gonna be a tar- even if people in jail don't hate him, he's a target because of how big he is. Someone might in jail just wants to be on the news or whatever and attack him or God knows what. Will he even be in a regular jail or will he have like a special jail? Will he be yeah, treated I- like Napoleon? and sailed off to like an island and have to just exile. I'm curious, I like kind of want him to get in trouble just to see what that's gonna look like.
1: I mean, I think the most realistic outcome of a, of charges like this, like, look, if Trump was convicted of like a triple murder, I think he goes to real jail. Um, mm-hmm. I think for charges like this, if he ends up getting jail time, it would probably be like a house arrest situation. Yeah. Um, at like a penthouse in New York somewhere. I mean, look, that's the way that even in, in in all these foreign countries that have less stable governments than us, like when they arrest former leaders or when they arrest the opposition leaders, they don't throw them in jail. They put them in they put them in a mansion somewhere up on a mountain and they have like the army guarding them and like they get to you know they they, they, that's sort of the move in a lot of these places it's like yeah look we we're not gonna kill you we're not gonna kill your family unless you really fuck around but just like go stay in this mansion you're gonna have food you're gonna have booze your wife and kids can be there and like you just can't do this political stuff anymore it's pretty Um, funny
0: you're you're comparing us to a third world country or unstable governments because uh that seems to be where we are these days.
1: <laughs> well, no, because I'm not comparing us to it. I'm saying in cases where high-level <laughs> political leaders end up getting arrested for like sort of weird charges, that that's typically the way that I've seen them handle it. That it's yeah. like you're on house arrest or you are you just need to leave the country. Go, you know, I live in Paris. Go have fun. <laughs> like right. it's either sort of exile or house arrest or some combination thereof. Um, but I think, uh, but back to the thing about it, I could see like, I think it could be hilarious like I just like to envision Trump like walking the yard with like a do-rag on with like his like prison jumpsuit like tied around his waist and like moving heroin for like the white nationalist <laughs> gang like I could see like because the thing is it's like look man there's probably a lot of people in prison that'd be like you would be dope to have Trump as a celly like <laughs> yeah. yeah so I don't know it's just like the whole thing is absolutely insane. Um, I, I think it be, I think it'll be interesting to see. I think I also do think it'll be hilarious if there's all these posters of him indicted and God forbid. I do not want this. I want to make it clear. I do not want this. But if he were to win re-election in 2024, oh it, the, the, it would be the the meltdown. Like honestly, at that point, I would be like, if I were you, I would get the hell out of Philadelphia. Like I'd be like, <laughs> no, like. Yeah. I legit that it would be like widespread street violence and the the amount of screaming and gnashing of teeth and wailing would make the 2016 results look tame. Yeah. Um so but yeah man I don't know I think um
0: it be a, should be a fun week that's for sure. We're going to have a lot to talk about next week.
1: Yep, but uh so uh moving on to uh what I want to talk about I yeah, think what, that what do you got funny plan? because as you've as we sort of covered this indictment, it's like yeah, it's big news, but what does it really matter that much? And the thing is, I don't know. Have you been following the de-dollarization movement and what's been happening internationally with trade and the petrodollar and what Japan just decided to do and and all um, this? Good stuff?
0: Not anything like super recent or in the last week, but I know like over the last couple of years, um, there's more and more countries who are saying that they're going to use. Uh, The ruble or the yuan or gold or Bitcoin and uh, not using just the dollar for everything, which is uh, the reason that the United States is the most powerful country in the world is because everything is using the dollar. So uh, we are the
1: world reserve currency, which basically what that means is all this trade is conducted in dollars. So what that means is in terms of the total dollar supply of all printed money, there's a whole lot of it that is circulating internationally and is not circulating here in the US. So, Mm. and this is something that it gets a little heady into the economics of it, but once if people need to, if people no longer have uses for their dollars overseas, that means those dollars need to go to places where the dollar will still buy things. So that would mean like European countries, potentially or European trade or back into the US. Now, what happens if your monetary supply has a flood of currency coming back into it? that's Probably going to set it well it's inflation yeah it's going to be there's going to be more dollars flooding the market potentially and again i'm not an economist so if i'm getting any of this wrong i apologize But what i do know is that if this de-dollarization movement continues it's going to be very bad for the average american for the most part um and and again and like, like so what I, did
0: japan what did japan just do
1: so i want to i'm going to get there so A big reason that this happened or a big precipitating factor has been the conflict in Ukraine because Russia basically, after sanctions were put on them, Russia came out and said like, hey, if you want to buy oil from us, you have to do it in the ruble now because because of these sanctions it made it hard for them to trade in in U.S. dollars or euros or whatever, as far as I know. And so everyone's like, well, no one's going to do that. But then it's like India was like, oh, you mean I can get oil and gas super cheap if we just trade in the ruble? OK, we'll do that. And now other countries are starting to do that as well. And I think China has just announced that they're going to be doing all of their trade with Brazil, their their largest trading partner in the yuan, in the yuan. Or yuan, or however you say the Chinese currency. Um, I believe, and there's several other countries that have basically come together and said that they're going to do the same thing. Um, they're no longer going to use the U.S. dollar as, as the trading currency, which again, not good. And then what Japan recently come out and said. So it was funny. One of the, one of the sanctions the G7 passed against Ukraine or against Russia because of Ukraine was saying that. The highest price anyone can pay for a Russian, it was either natural gas or oil, is sixty dollars per barrel or whatever the equivalent is in natural gas. And I was, I thought that was funny because it's like, well, how can you tell other people that they can only pay a certain price? Like it doesn't make sense. And mm. so Japan recently came out and basically was like, "Yep, okay, well, we don't care, and we want to pay Russia seventy dollars a barrel for oil." And now they're doing that because they're basically oh, right. like, "We need it for our economy. We don't care." we don't really have a dog in this fight in Ukraine. Like while we disagree with it, we need to take care of our country and take care of our people. And $70 a barrel is a really great price for oil currently, I guess. Um, So that that is, it's just a sign. I also think that you know, as the war in Ukraine draws on, I think at first everyone was super upset about it and like, this can't stand and we're going to, even if it hurts our economy, we're going to work together to to take down Russia and hurt them. And now people are being like, yeah, I guess this really doesn't have anything to do with us. Like, we don't like it. But at the same time, it's not our war. We're not being invaded. And so, you know what, forget it. Like, sure, we won't, we won't send We're not going to send, you know, our Hello Kitty toys or other things into Russia, but we're going to buy oil from them. Um, And so, yeah, I just think it's it's interesting that I think the global resolve against Russia is starting to shake. Um, And I think China is filling this power vacuum while everyone is distracted by this war in Ukraine. They're running around making alliances with China, with India with Japan, with like and it's like we're witnessing the creation of what I mean, I don't think I've ever said it on this podcast, but I've probably been saying it for the past 10 years, that when Russia and China figure out that they should be a lot, a lot allies together, I think that is you're establishing a new cold war where they actually have a chance of becoming the main global superpower if they work together. Because if you just look at the if you look at the land mass alone of China and Russia, it's massive. Also, yeah, Russia has a world. ton of natural resources that they just don't have the ability or technology to extract. But China's got a lot of money and it's got that technology,
0: right. so they
1: could become, become an economic powerhouse of oil, natural gas, rare earth minerals, all this stuff. And you know, and it's and I, I you know and I don't know like I, like will yeah. it have will it have been worth it? to say that we're gonna draw Russia into this fight and not and not budge an inch and, not, and fight to have Ukraine so that it doesn't give up an inch of territory if Russia and China basically end up taking over all of Southeast Asia and Eastern Europe through economic means. Because right. the fact of the matter is, you could fast forward 10 years from now and Ukraine might be like, well, why did we ever wanna join the EU? The power block we wanna be part of now is Russia and China in india so we don't even care about the eu like that is a very real potential outcome of this because you can sort of wage war or gain allies either through sheer force or through economic incentives and right. i think we're going to see that is definitely definitely happening um and it's, i
0: feel like too the um a lot of people uh, say like oh putin's plan's not going well this that and to me it seems like a lot of these things were probably part of his plan of like dragging the war out, of trying to get other countries to kind of finance his efforts and not use the dollar and uh, slowly weaken the United States. And it's uh, as much as it seems like they're losing and they're not like winning uh, land, it doesn't seem like they're really doing um, so badly. Like I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if this is uh, kind of what Putin thought was gonna happen.
1: I mean, whether or not he thought that this was going to happen, I think he's smart enough and the people in Russia are smart enough to understand that now this is an opening for them. Whether or not it was the intent, I think they know how to take advantage of it. Um, And I think that is going to be the – that is going to be something that we could end up looking back at this and being like, huh, I guess this really wasn't the best way for us to do this. Um, But I don't know. I mean, look, I think the the fact of the matter is that, like – It's we you know, in this country where everyone's talking about, you know, the transgender rights and the fight over this and the indictment of Trump and these stories that I will say, while important, compare are are not even at the same level of this idea of countries moving away from the petrol dollar and stopping using U.S. currency of these alliances being built. Apparently, Saudi Arabia and Russia are now going to help. They're getting involved in helping negotiate. Um, treaty like potentially peace in Syria and I think um, Russia just helped or was involved or it was either Russia or China was involved in helping create some sort of arrangement or deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran like you know if we're not leading the stage on global you know diplomacy and helping countries solve problems or come together or or deal with bullshit someone else will step in and do it and we're watching that happen and it's not a good thing like if you think if you think what Russia is doing is bad now, wait until Russia and China basically have the economic power of the EU and/or the U.S. or them combined, because then they can do whatever they want. Right. Not like now they're going to have the ability. Like if anything, Russia was constricted by the fact that their economy really isn't that that strong. You know the, the the old saying about Russia was it's basically like it's a gas station with you know some cities in it. Like, it, but now they're starting to become more of an international player because of this conflict in a weird way and it's it's very very strange and it's it's one of these things where like you know it's when you squeeze something there's going to be like there's going to be outbursts in other places and you don't necessarily know how that's going to happen um and and again i could be overblowing this it could end up all not being anything too concerning but the fact of the matter is it's like this is this stuff is incredibly important incredibly impactful potentially to the day-to-day lives of American citizens and I don't think the average person even knows it's happening.
0: Yeah, I um, mean I'm pretty attuned with a lot of news and um I was aware that like the DA is being destabilized for the last few years but I wasn't aware of um these current developments which is definitely um concerning which also I'm going to um probably running a little bit out of time but i'm i'm gonna plug my uh little um <laughs> sell for crypto uh it's part of why i think the u.s isn't too smart in not embracing crypto and really think that they should uh embrace it and try and be the leader in crypto because there's a lot of people who don't care about the ruble or the yuan or the dollar they want something that is transparent for everyone and it seems like a the U.S. doesn't want to, like, use crypto much. They're, they have a lot of regulation and sanctions, like, against it. And I feel like that could backfire and just accelerate the transition to a ruble, a yuan, or just not the dollar.
1: Um, I mean, it wouldn't shock me at all if you saw, so, like, this alliance of countries, they call them the BRICS. So I think it's mm-hmm. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and Saudi Arabia, I believe. And it wouldn't shock me at all if to sort of if they basically created like a digital currency that they use to trade within their little block and then yeah. that would get spread to like Thailand, Vietnam, Malaysia, like, and they will basically create this other economic powerhouse of, uh, because like if you look at like manufacturing, and all this other stuff, like a ton of stuff is shifting from China into Vietnam, but if China gets Chi- but if China gets Vietnam in their back pocket, doesn't really matter. It's all going to be the same. Like it's, so I don't know. So I, I think it's, I think it's unfortunate and look, I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Biden administration comes forward and and starts countering these actions in some way. Um, but I think what we're seeing, the, the, we're seeing the groundwork getting laid for, I don't know if it'll be like the same as the cold war per se, but we're seeing the development of what will obviously be sort of like the counterweight to the, U.S. and Western democracies sort of alliance. So you've got sort of the EU and America are sort of like unified as a block, but now we're seeing the rise of like what the other side will be. Um, Because nature uphors a vacuum, it will always get filled. And if anything, there's always this effort to get towards like this idea of homeostasis of balance. And so if you if you overweight power in one area, it's inevitable that there's going to be something that tries to balance that out. And I think we're seeing the beginning steps of that now. And I don't think we can't even really understand what this means, if it accelerates and if it continues and if it actually happens. But I mean, like the the thing is, like, we, we could reach a point where Taiwan basically says, you know what? They don't need to invade us. It just makes sense for us to basically be like to sort of. You know, let ourselves be reabsorbed into China. Like, fuck it, you know, and that would be that would be bad. That would not be good. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> so.
0: I, I think um, I think a lot of that uh, I would say like theoretically would be bad, but also it'd be bad for America. But if you're like taking a summary or an average of the whole world, if China and Russia like weren't um, uh, maybe like have evil leaders who could do potentially bad things. A whole balancing out of power is theoretically a good thing It's, it's yeah. like it's not good for America because we have all the power and we'd obviously lose some to balance it out. But um, a few countries or all countries being pretty equal is probably better than one country like owning everything and being in in control it's just we happen to be the yeah. ones in control, so it wouldn't be fun for us.
1: Exactly. I was literally just going to say that I said, but like another outcome of this could be realistically, there could be more global peace because there could be countries that would never listen to America in terms of us trying to create peace or create a deal between two warring countries or factions or whatever, but they will listen to Saudi Arabia or China or India or whatever. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, this, but like you said, it will be I think it'll be painful for America no matter what, but it might be better for humanity as a whole in a weird way. Um, That would be the optimistic outlook on it. And I think that it is a perfectly plausible outcome. I don't know how likely it is, but that would not shock me at all.
0: We um, aren't too optimistic on this show too frequently. So let's end (laughs) on that. I like that. This could be good for everyone. It might be a little uh, shell shock for Americans, but overall, uh, if, that, be if there's a pound of power, it could be better. So I like that. I'm excited for this week. I'm excited to see you next week. And uh, what we're going to talk about because at this pace, it could be anything we could uh, a porn star could be our next president all of a sudden uh, that there might be video of it. Who knows? I'm excited <clears> to hear it. It's going to be dope. Have a good week though. Be safe. Yes. And um, yeah, I'll see you next week.
1: Absolutely. Peace.